Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Intentional Guy. We are on the air today with Tess Scott. How are you, Tess? <laughs> Doing great. Great day. I, I had a, the joy of getting to speak with our guests just before we come on, and Tess, um, and I have, I feel like we have so much in common here. Tess wrote a book called Listen, Sister, Finding Hope in the Freak Show of Life, and I really resonate with that quite a bit. Um, and I told Tess, we, we really have a genre of people on here on the show. We're called Intentional Guy, but Intentional Guy is me. That's my ministry and how God, because I was not intentional in my life. I was not pouring the right things into me. And I found out how important it is mm -hmm. to pour the right things inside of you. And I get a choice to do that, right? That's right. And so part of that has been through reading books. And so I'm I'm loving uh, talking to authors and 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 getting uh, those messages out. So that's that's why we brought Tess on here today. But I don't want to take up the time with all that because I would like to just jump right into this. And if you would tell us a little bit of your background, your backstory and this book for us. Okay, so you want to hear about the freak show? Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. So I live, first of all, I live in Sarnia, Ontario, in Canada. Um, and it's summertime, so the best, you know, few weeks of our lives right now. But yes. my, so my life, um, kind of to talk about me for a second, is I always say I was a black sheep turned Jesus girl. So I've been married a bunch of times, and I'm not even a celebrity, like four times I've been married, four times. Um, I have eight kids, a blended family plus adopted, all boys, eight boys. So that's the freak show. Right. And um, I knew Jesus when I was a little girl, you know, in Sunday school, but it didn't really, you know, I grew up and made different choices and lived a life that I'm, you know, not proud of, but I'm saved and forgiven and started following Jesus and making intentional decisions. Yes. And my husband, so this is back in 2013, um, my husband, my third husband, Rick, came to me and said, um, you know, I don't love you anymore. I'm out. And I was devastated, of course, like all women would be. And I spent a lot of time with my face in the green carpet of my bedroom, just begging God, like, now I'm living for you and I'm making all these right choices. And how can this can't happen? You know, please begging, do not let my husband leave. I don't want to be a single mom. I don't want to be on my own. And yet God allowed it and he left and we got divorced. And through that time, I grew more than ever in my life mm -hmm. because a, I, that's all I had to focus on. I mean, yeah, I still had a bunch of kids, but I was, I needed God to breathe through those days. Like, I can't even tell you how it sometimes was minute by minute. So I'm thankful for that time. I never want to live it again. Don't hear me wrong, but, right. but I'm thankful. And after we were divorced for three years, God brought us back together and we got remarried. Wow. Like, wow. Like how freaky is that? I was yes. like, just an amazing miracle and it doesn't always happen, but I am so thankful that it did. And, um, and then right after, like three weeks after our wedding, I got cancer. 
So, you know, there's ups and downs and, and what I see as bad is not necessarily bad. And, you know, but God brought me through all of it. And I knew that he wanted me to write stories, not necessarily like a biography, but to tell my story of how I saw God working yeah. in the freak show of my life. Mm -hmm. Right. Because often what I find and now I speak to women like on stage, you know, to big groups of women and and remind them of who they are, because often along the way, the enemy tries to um, get in the way of what I'm, I'm supposed to do. Right. So I will hear things that aren't truth, like um, how dare you talk to women who would listen to someone like Tess Scott, you know, things like that. Um, you are all these things. And but the truth is, and this is what I say to women constantly, fill your head with truth. Who does God say you are? Because yeah. God made you. The one who made you gets to decide who you are. He designed you. You know, yeah. he says that you are forgiven, you're adopted, you're perfect, you're you're all the things that God says you are. And it's so important to keep that in our mind. Because whatever you're thinking about is going around and around. It's creating this rut, I think, in your, yeah. you know, it's like sort of like dirt bikes out in the out in the uh in the field or whatever you yeah. want to see it. And it's creating a rut. So it's just so much easier for that message to keep going and going. And unless we intentionally look at what our thoughts are, right, and make sure that it's truth. Yeah. And the only way we know what's true is by reading truth. And then we recognize what's true, right? So being in the word and being intentional. Yes. I found that so true because, you know, my listeners know, I mean, for years I would wake up. I, I mean, 40 some years I would wake up every day and I hated myself. Mm. And I listened to the enemy, all the negativity that the enemy was yeah. saying. But once I made the that choice to be intentional in what I, what I listen to, what I read, what I do, being in the word of God, truth started replacing the lies that were there, you know? Right. And I, I just spoke at a youth camp and I was on the way there. The enemy had me like, who are you? You know, and this is, this is the first time I have spoken at a camp in 16 17 probably 17 plus years okay and mm -hmm. the enemy had me you're not qualified to do this you're not, you know whatever and there was they had probably about it wasn't a big camp there was about 60 um kids there and stuff mm -hmm. but i finally i just prayed and i was like god remove the lies you have presented this opportunity and five kids came to know christ that night as amazing amazing you know yes. yep yeah, it's just so like you said, it's so in, it's so important to be intentional and keep the truth in your mind, because it's not just going to come. It's definitely not out there in this world. Right? right. That's not that's not what we're hearing. It's not around us on the radio or on, you know, if you're on social or on a TV or whatever it is, you you have to find truth in the word of God. It's the only yeah. place that I know that I know that I know that I know is true. I think yeah. that right now. It seems to me, maybe because I'm older, but it seems to me like there's never been a time like this when we didn't know what was true or not true in the world. Right. Right. right? Like there, everything seems up in the air to me, but I know that the word of God is true. So yeah. if I just keep that in my mind and keep encouraging others, because I know that God wanted me to share my story. Right. 
I know that he wanted me to encourage women. And so I said, no, <laughs> because I like to argue with the creator of the universe. And um, I was scared. Right? right. I didn't want to share my stories because it's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. It's vulnerable right. to share. And you know that it's vulnerable yeah. to share our mistakes and, mm -hmm. uh, and our wrongs, even though they're forgiven, it's still really, really difficult, but it's so important yeah. because people need to know I'm not perfect. I mean, people know I'm not perfect if they know me, but you know, we've all made mistakes. We all have a past. Yes. And one of the things I love the most about God is this. Not only does he forgive me of my past, he chooses to forget it. Yes. I wish I could forget it. Yes, right? me God, too. God forgets it. Like, why am I reminding him of this? Like, <laughs> he just forgets it. Like, that's so amazing. That's my favorite attribute of God. He just yes. he said, it's gone. It's as far as the East is from the West. Don't even think about it. Right. Yeah. I love that. I love that. What an amazing truth, right? Mm -hmm. and and you know i'm i'm like you i don't want to write my book it yeah. was but now what an honor that god chose me yes to write my book because god doesn't require that of everybody that's not everybody's journey to mm -hmm. to go out there and and speak like you are and tell you know talk about mm -hmm. some of the most vulnerable moments in your life but god but what an honor that god has chosen you mm -hmm. to, to do that yeah, it is. You're right. And I think it's important that, like, I remember that this is all him. If, if there was anything that proved that God is real, it's Tess Scott writing a book. Um, because I could not do it. I just could like, I'm not an educated person. I, right. like, I, I just, and that, that was some of my arguments to him. Like, I don't know how to do this. But, but God only wants us to be obedient to the next yes. step. To the next step. What do you want me to do today? So, and I have a, an aunt bet who is a mentor to me and she just passed away in March, but she was 96 and every day she would wake up and say, well, Lord, what are we going to do today? You know, mm -hmm. and she just was so close to God. Like he was like in her pocket almost, you know, like she's not, that's not really accurate, but she just was so close. She followed every minute of the day. Like, what are we going to do today? You know, she was still baking cookies to encourage people on Thursdays. Like she was just an incredible woman and she just listened to what God said. And, and that's what she did. So I think I just want to obey whatever that is. He, he's going to open doors and I'm just going to walk through them. Mm -hmm. You know, so and there, I, there's, and some, I love that. Yeah. Open to the next, you're just be obedient to the next step because a lot of times we're, we're, we get overwhelmed because we're looking so far ahead, Yeah, yeah. you know, and you can't, we can't see what God sees. So yeah. it's just being that, that obedient to the next step. I love that. That's great. Yeah. 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 He, and he rewards us for that obedience. Yes. He really does. Yes. And I think there's some peace in that. Like we can rest in that it's God doing this. Right. So if, um, I don't know if something goes not the way I think it's going to, you know, I, you've probably had that happen in your life, I think. Um, so yeah. I think, I think I'm going to, you know, speak at this place on September 30th and then it gets canceled. That's I'm, I can be disappointed, but it's on God to open the doors. It's not on me. If my book's a bestseller, great. It's a bestseller. If it's right. not, but one woman finds Christ through that book, it was worth it. Yes. You know, so I have to keep going back to this is a God thing. This is not a test thing. So exactly. whatever he does through it, I want to be just 
um, faithful to speak truth to people and encourage them. And just whatever the next thing is, I'll step into it. Yep. And I know, Tess, that you wrote this mainly for women, but I believe this crosses gender lines because uh, of your because we we all have a freak show of life. You know, we all have things. I, I just was on the phone um, a couple of days ago with someone who I love dearly, but haven't talked to in a long time, who's going through a divorce, mm. you know, or divorce is final now. And they're just in the midst of that loneliness, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's hard to tell someone when they're in the middle of that. Listen, God is not done with you. God has a plan that you can't see and you will have joy again. Like you, you had no idea. And I don't want to give the false impression that everyone who's going to get divorced no. story is going to be like yours and your husband's going to come back around and you guys are going to get remarried and all that. But God has a plan right. for you. You just have to be obedient in the next step. Right. And let him take that. But so I really believe um, your book is going to cross those gender lines. And I'm looking forward to reading it and having you back on the air to do this. And yeah. and, and I'm, I'm going to share something right now. My wife is I are reading books. And so for some of my audience, they know that my, my wife is not. Uh, she's a behind the scenes person, but she's going to come with me. And come on here and probably interview you after this, just after we read this book um, to to go through it. But I want to encourage the men out there, you know, because I know a few who are going through some things in life. You, you can learn from this. Would would you agree that this is probably, even though it says, listen, sister, it, <laughs> it probably crosses both lines? Yeah, I have heard from several men. Um, one, one gentleman said him that he and his wife read it every night before bed. Um, And it's all short stories. So it's not actually um, like a biography of my life. It's more like stories of things that happen, almost like like a chicken soup for the soul sort of book um, with short stories. And then like what I learned or what God, what I saw God doing during that time and then scripture at the end, like almost like a devotional sort of setup, but all true, mostly embarrassing, um, hilarious kind of stories. and yeah, the, it's the same, it's the same concept or the same um, lessons for men as women. I mean, God's grace is the same for all of us. All right, folks, sorry, we just had a little bit of difficulty being cut out for a second. But Tess, I wanted you to elaborate on what I just said about how this book crosses those gender lines and, you know, and what you, what you were saying before that, that break happened. Yeah. So I've had a lot of men say that they read the book. I have um, one man say that he reads it every night with his wife before bed because great idea. Yeah, because it's and it's all short stories. It's not a biography of my life. It's like short stories that happened when raising kids or when I was a kid or how I saw God working. Not at that moment, by the way, later on um, in, in that story, because we don't always see it. We don't always even see it in this life. I mean, we might not see it till we're with Jesus, but God's grace is the same to me as a woman, to you as a man. It's the same yeah. grace of God. So it's written really, it's easy to read. It's, um, 
you know, written by me. <laughs> I'm not all fancy or anything like that, but I know that God will use it. I know, I know that he will, because our stories are all different, but in a way they're all the same. God's grace is the same to all of us. So we are all sinners saved by grace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let me ask you, is there a, is there a story in your book that you like the most that you wouldn't mind sharing with us hmm. that might be relevant to this? Um, well, one of the first stories that I wrote and um, was about when I was a, a child, I was raised on a farm, like in the middle of nowhere. And so our nearest friends were like a couple miles away. And I only had my brothers and they were all annoying. I'm the oldest and they were all annoying little brothers. So they weren't that fun to play with. But one of the things that we had on our farm was um, called a corn crib. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like slats of wood. It's a big container outside. And when you um, harvest corn cobs, you would put them all into this big corn crib. Wait, I mean, this is years ago, not with big mega farms now, but, you know, the little right. Thing. And so when I was little, I was probably like four, three, four years old. And I wanted to climb the in the corn. Like, I mean, it, I thought I could go to the moon or something like it was so high. It was probably, I don't know, 20, 30 feet high. But when you're four, that's like to the moon. Right. So right. I wanted to climb this glorious pile of corn cobs. And my dad said no. And. Like I was devastated. And I say that little, you know, three-year-old girls can be drama queens. And yes. I thought, you know, my daddy didn't love me. He ruined my life. You know, all those <laughs> things. He just wouldn't let me climb this glorious pile of corn cobs. And then that story came back um, in 2018. My dad um, had cancer and he was palliative at home and I was taking care of him. And uh, we were talking through old times, you know, like you do. And I said to him, you know, I still have a bone to pick with you. When I was little, I really wanted to climb in the corn crib and you never let me, you know, you were so mean and just giving him a hard time. And he said, Tess, there were rats in the corn crib. And I thought, what? There was rats? Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, thank you. But that made me think that sometimes we don't see what God's protecting us from. Right. Yeah. So God, like. All I could see, because, you know, I was a child or whatever, I could only see this beautiful opportunity. And I thought that my father was keeping that from me. But it's just like God, right? He sees, right. he sees the danger. He sees he has something better yeah. for us. And sometimes we find that out in our lifetime. And sometimes we don't until we're with Jesus. Yeah. 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 That is amazing. That, I love that story. Um, I want to ask you this, Pess. When we, and before we wrap it up, one of the biggest things that we, I like to talk about, I, for so long, my identity was wrapped around mm -hmm. some of the worst moments in my life. Mm -hmm. And I was wanting to know if you could speak to that a little bit, if you can bring encouragement to some of our um, listeners here that, you know, mm -hmm. even though life is a, a freak show, it doesn't, you, we get to choose how it defines us. You know, we can either, and I, I never understood how it, it's, it puzzles me. You have some people can go through the same things in life, experience the same things. And some people, it will totally destroy them and become their identity. And then other people will rise above it mm -hmm. and will use it for, and I think a lot of times it's, it's, it's probably a choice 
of whether mm-hmm. or not to let it overcome you and to have hope. Hope is everything, isn't it? I think yeah. that's what that's what helps us to overcome those things is we know there's a hope in God to yeah. to get past these struggles. It may take time, and it's going to take time, but mm-hmm. with that hope we move. But I just want to know if maybe you wouldn't mind uh, speaking to that and how that's yeah. been in your life. Oh, yeah, that. I have that in my life constantly. So part of that is the enemy trying to like say, you can't do this, you know, because he's he doesn't want us to speak truth and encourage other people. So there's always going to be a battle. But I was talking to one of my friends a few weeks ago, just before I went to a, a really big ladies event to speak to women. And my friend who I've known for 25 years said to me, I can't, would you even have ever believed that Tess Scott could stand on a stage and speak to women about God. And, you know, I wasn't even offended because I thought, you know what, you're right. Like who would listen to me? Because my past, my life was like crammed full of sin, of bad choices, of terrible mistakes, of devastating consequences. It was, but that is not the truth of my life now. That's not who God made me to be. So my life, God has given me a life of forgiveness a life of purpose, a life of a mess made into miracles by the grace of God. And if God's grace can touch Tess Scott, there's nobody his grace cannot touch. Nobody. And so I want him to use me and I'm intentionally, you know, keep my head full of truth, follow day by day, step into the next day, what he calls me to do. And that's all all of us can do. Right. Yeah. Day by day, day by day, trusting God and making sure what we're hearing and what we're filling our heads with, fill your head with truth. Yes. Yeah. Tess, you have been one of my favorite guests to have on the show because mm-hmm. I, I, I one, you can see the joy of Christ oozing out of you, which mm-hmm. is a great testimony. Um, but because I also resonate with so much of what you just have been speaking about and you know i really want to encourage um we're going to put in the link uh where you can get tessa's book at and everything and we're going to give it um a little bit of time so you guys can order it read it we're going to do um uh, a promo on it to to get people to to do it and then we're going to have a discussion and I don't know, maybe that will be the, the show we do live and we can talk to some people. We'll we'll see how God works it out, Yeah, you know, but I want to encourage people to get this because, uh, you know, sometimes Tess, when we're in, in it, we feel like we're, we're all alone and no one, no one knows what it feels like. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the truth is you it, you, this is not unique to just you. There are so many people around you. And so I just want to encourage you to reach out to us. Um, and, you know, you're not alone in this situation. It's getting in. I, I believe that's why the church is so important, getting in the right church, getting mm-hmm. in the right community, getting the right support people around you, but then also pouring the right stuff into you i'm i'm very i don't even watch the news anymore i i just i don't watch the news because all it is it 
is negative and mm -hmm. I can't do anything about it, you know? Um, and what I found out it was, it was making me <laughs> horrible. I was miserable. Yes. I was miserable from it. Right. So I made a conscious choice decision to start reading, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, I, it, it's amazing how things can change in your life when you choose to start putting those positive things into you, because what you pour into you is what's going to come out of you. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I really want to encourage one of them, the reason why I wanted to do this podcast was I really wanted to get people interested in reading and see the importance of reading, but also mm -hmm. um, meet the authors and see why it is important to read their book. And I think you've done such a good job. Just talking to you makes me want to read this book, your mm -hmm. attitude and seeing what you've overcome with that. So mm -hmm. um, I want to thank you for being on here today. Um, before we close, is there anything you, else you would like to add? Hmm. I just hope that the book is an encouragement to everybody. That's that's my my goal. So that's a, that's about it. Like I, that's my prayer is that all the words are encouragement to women and men. Yep. Yep. Well, thank you again for being on here. Like I said, we'll have your description in there. And to my audience, until next time, just keep being intentional. Thank you mm -hmm. for watching.